This is Curtis Hill, and I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to The Extra Point. It is Wednesday, April 15th, and today will be the launch of our Together in Prayer online prayer gatherings. We'll do these a few times a week, and if you'd like to be included in that, please send me an email, okay? I wanted to highlight a few things today. So sometimes there are circumstances and things that we experience and encounter that actually make us read the Bible in fresh ways. It's not that the Bible has changed. It is that we see things that we've never seen before because our circumstances have changed. Some things really pop out because we have a different perspective. And I think that's really good and really helpful. It speaks to the power of Scripture as well as the power of the Holy Spirit highlighting things for us to help us and even convict us in our time of need. And so I want to highlight a couple of things for you, especially a couple of things that I see in the New Testament. First, I am really noticing that so many of the books in the New Testament are written to churches that are in tough spots. I know there's the letter to the church in Laodicea in Revelation where things seem to be going pretty well and they're actually warned because they're getting stagnant, but that's just not the norm. That's more like the exception. Most of the churches in the New Testament are going through hard times. Think of the church in Rome, where the emperors in Rome seem to have just this hair trigger for making the life of Christians extremely difficult. Or think of the church in Jerusalem. First they get persecution, then comes a severe famine. Think of the churches in Macedonia, Thessalonica, and Philippi. These are churches that are experiencing much hardship. Or think of churches like Smyrna and Philadelphia. They're addressed in Revelation where it seems like they're just suffering greatly. Or think of the people that Peter addressed in 1 Peter. The entire book has a theme of suffering. Think of the people that James addressed in his book. They seem to be experiencing a, a, a variety of trials. Think of Hebrews. It's a letter to encourage faithfulness in the midst of hardship. Do you see these themes again and again in the New Testament? And for that matter, I wouldn't say in the Old Testament that like Numbers and Judges and Ruth and Job and Daniel and Jeremiah and Lamentations and Obadiah and Habakkuk, they don't assume life is great and easy either. But even just keeping our focus on the New Testament, when you open a book in the New Testament, it is not written with the perspective of stock market being at an all-time high, unemployment at an all-time low, Christianity facing no opposition, no plagues, no economic downturns. That's not the world you're reading. So that may help you see See that the time you make to read in the New Testament, maybe it's more applicable than you even realized a few weeks ago. So read the letters of the early Christians. Learn and listen as they follow Jesus and they walk with him even in pain and suffering because I think the applications and implications may be sharper for you than you've ever realized. So jot them down, take note of them, chew on them, meditate on them for a little bit. First aspect that I wanted you to see that has gotten sharper is my awareness of the backdrop of some of these New Testament letters. But something else I've noticed, I've actually noticed myself noticing more, is the frequency in the New Testament of a follower of Jesus mentioning how much they want to see other brothers and sisters in Christ face to face. So travel was so difficult in ancient times, especially compared to our means of traveling now which meant that Christians from different towns, they would have to go these long stretches without seeing each other. Or the Christians who traveled to evangelize, they'd be deprived of seeing people that they cared about. So they would write down how much they longed to see other believers. Can I share a few examples so you kind of get a sense of what I'm talking about? So Paul, talking to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 verse 4, he says, As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. Or Paul talking to the church at Rome, Romans 1.11, he says, For I long to see you, 
that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. Or in Romans 15, 23, I have longed for many years to come to you. Or Romans 15, 32, so that by God's will, I may come to you with joy and be refreshed in your company. We also realize, so Paul had this really complicated relationship with the church in Corinth, but he does say to them in 2 Corinthians 1, I wanted to come to you first so that you might have a second experience of grace. To the church in Philippi, Paul says that he was yearning and longing. It's safe to assume he was longing for some sort of physical presence. Philippians 1.8, for God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. Philippians 2.26, Paul's friend Epaphroditus was longing for you all. Philippians 4.1, therefore my brothers whom I love and I long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord. In 2 Corinthians 7, the, the fact that Titus came to Paul meant a lot of comfort to Paul. He says, but God who comforts the downcast comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not only by his coming, but also by the comfort with which he was comforted by you as he told us of your longing, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoiced still more. So Champ has created an online group Bible study of 1 Thessalonians. I'll link to it in the show notes, but listen to the words in that book, 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 17. But since we were torn away from you, brothers, for a short time in person, not in heart, we endeavored the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face. 1 Thessalonians 3.10, we pray most earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face. John even says this in 3 John 14, I hope to see you soon and we will talk face to face. You see it again and again, don't you? Face to face. And in these days, I can appreciate so much about that. I guess in these days, face-to-face is mediated through Wi-Fi and pixels and fiber optic cables and, and all of that. But I, I definitely know and believe that the New Testament is talking about physically being present with each other. And that's something, something really to look forward to. Anyway, I hope you're seeing some fresh things in God's word these days. And maybe these two insights might help you a little bit in that. Before I sign off, I do want to just remind you, share with you a couple of links. Uh, Probably you've seen these already, but if you are interested in praying together with your church family, all you have to do is go to ogletown.org slash together in prayer. I'll link to all these in the show notes and you'll be included on uh, the login information you'll need to join those calls. If you need some help or you can give some help, Go to ogletown.org care, and that would be a great platform for you to get started and see how you might be able to help, or you just put your hand up and say, I, I actually need some help. If you have any questions, of course, you can always email us, info at ogletown.org. And then be sure to check out our new Thessalonians study. It's uh, at ogletown.org community. So that's all for now. I really appreciate you listening, and I can't wait until we can meet face-to-face again.